Welcome back to Retro Rewind. No, it's been a minute, you know. Don't kill us about that. But we're back, and we got a interesting movie that was definitely a lot different than I thought it was going to be, but in a good way. Mostly, so, yeah. We um, breezy kind of picked this movie. Not really, but uh, yeah. Kind of. Somebody recommended it though, right? Somebody, mm. somebody we know. Mm. <laughs> Why is Ryan looking like that? Mm. Mm. I, I bit my tongue. Sorry. But <laughs> 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 well, anyway, the movie we picked was Blazing Saddles. We rode a blazing oh. blazing unchained. Mm-hmm. What blazing unchained? That's a yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> that's, that's a good, good. <laughs> Hey, you know what? Low key, a lot of similarities. This might inspire that one. Yeah. I, was, I was gonna save that for later, but I just, dog, like, yeah, I just, <laughs> I just deep this hit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you know, you give them some more guns and have them uh be a little bit more. You mean Tarantino about killing? You mean just insert Tarantino? Yeah, just you know, clap them <laughs> on in there, and uh, yeah, this. Yeah, you got a recipe for Blazing Saddles, huh? Maybe he and the Mel Brooks's ghost should uh, talk about that a little bit. I, I guess right quick, there was one scene in Django that was completely Blazing Saddle-esque, and that was the one where they had the, the clan masks. And the oh, it was, so it was so wacky. It was so wacky. So wacky, man. <laughs> that definitely, when I was thinking about that, I was like, that scene could have easily been a Blazing Saddles. <laughs> All right. But yeah. first, with the synopsis, let's give the synopsis. Okay. The Blazing Saddles, 1974 Brooks, sorry, 1974 movie by Mel Brooks. And anyone who knows Mel Brooks knows that that means this movie is going to have no chill. Okay. It is a Western parody. <laughs> it is about a greedy real estate mogul. No, I think it was a railroad mogul. Railroad, right? yeah. Railroad. Who wanted to get rid of a town that was in the way of his railroad project. Now, the only way for him to do this, he had somehow worked up, worked out, was to give them a sheriff that they would definitely, definitely not accept. And that's because the sheriff that he chose purposefully was black. And after he sent that black sheriff to this extremely racist western town, that's when the story of Blazing Saddles really kicks off. But that intro scene, the intro scene before we get that that that, that prologue mm-hmm. you got, we see the, all the real world workers talking, oh. and then the, mm-hmm. all the all the white dudes on the horses roll up and they start singing. They try to get them to sing and dance. They're just looking for songs. Mm-hmm. That's all. Man, they try to like you know those songs. Them, songs? Uh, the, what's mm-hmm. that song called? You know the song. And like the way that all the real workers looking at him like, huh? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I know that song. Mm-hmm. That, that recent song, and it was a, it was a, you know, like a nice little modern Sinatra. song for the time. Yeah, I, it was like Sinatra or something. Was some, it? Some, yeah, some, 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 some that a traditional white person would want to hear song, and he they went along with that. But then he's like, no, 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 I'm not that mm-hmm. song. One mm-hmm. of them songs you sing. <laughs> One of them songs y'all be singing. I think it was a great yeah. introduction because it showed you, like, it punched you in the face right off the bat and told you, like, this is what you're getting into. This oh, is yeah. what the movie's going to be about. Take it or leave mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah. We so, heard all sorts of different, you know. Uh, I, I say, I man, everyone got punched in the face equally. Yeah. Right. So after about three minutes was the first end bomb. 
Straight up end bomb. Hard R. Hard mm-hmm. R. This was a different time. Okay. Then two minutes after that, we got the, the Asian All one. Sorts of yeah. 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 And then it was we like got 30 the, seconds afterwards, right? Yeah, it was, it was real quick afterwards. Yeah. It was like the same right. sentence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we got a Native American one. We got a Native American one. And then uh, there was a very, very pointed, pointed usage of the word rape. Oh yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. That was early too. That was like around the same time. Yeah. And then yeah. the, that uh, when when he was at, later on when they were doing the interviews about trying to get people to join the gang at the end, he was like, "Oh yeah, two of them." <laughs> so, yep, yeah, yeah. let's see. Uh, yeah. what, what, what are you in for? Rape, arson, murder, rape. Why so twice? twice. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's like whoa. It's like bro, whoa. what are we talking about? Whoa. So yeah, elephant. In the room, this movie would not fly today. It would trigger people too hard, and they would uh, they wouldn't be able to accept it. What do you guys think about that? Sad, sad. That saddens my heart. Because I think is I think the movie encapsulate what everyone's saying today. Like mm-hmm. everyone wants to be treated equal and seen as equal. And I think this one, like for comedy wise, it puts everyone on an equal playing field. Like it takes fun at blacks. Asians, Native Americans, white people, gays, like it, it, no one's, like everyone's equally made fun of. And like Mm -hmm. it tells you the host and then the, the story is about acceptance and like taking all those ideals and like just throwing them out the window and like realizing that people are based on their merit. So I think this movie specifically is a great thing that should be like shown today. Yeah. I think this movie will help more than censoring something like this would help. I agree. Because being able to talk about, you know, differences and being able to poke fun of stereotypes is that's the way to go. Being able to actually have a dialogue. That's how you like come together when you like censor stuff. It puts stuff in the shadows. It does. And I think the thing, too, is, like, comedy is an easy way to, like, get into it. You can you can make someone laugh, and it's just an easy conversation after that. Because everyone's laughing. Everyone's a little loosey-goosey anyway. So, mm-hmm. like, it just makes the conversation easier than, like, being in, like, a, a situation where you're, like, all tense and, like, yeah. upright and trying to have a conversation. It's like, scared of being canceled if you say the wrong thing. Yeah. Right. And it's yeah. like, if you have it in a joking situation that's in an open area and you say something that is a mistake, you can laugh it mm. off about it and, and just keep going. This movie can only exist because the cast and crew did just that. Exactly. They all enjoyed each other's time and you know it was no hard feelings. They, they mm. all went there and it's like, we're telling this story because the whole point of it is, like, to be together. Yeah. And I think it does a, the, the movie itself does a great point at first steps because mm-hmm. like dropping it like this they do the characters like the characters dropping the M bomb into like accepting someone doesn't happen overnight right. and I think mm-hmm. they did a good job of showing like time and like you know you can be this horrible person and you can learn and I think today's people aren't willing to give people an opportunity to learn it's either you know it or you don't and it's like you don't just know something you have to learn something you have to act upon it and and keep doing and i think the movie did a really good job of showing that absolutely absolutely yeah it uh honestly the what you just said like he he changed their minds through his actions they warmed up through him to him through his actions it wasn't nothing he could say it was what he did. And the beauty of that, too, it was different with all types. And that's the reason I love this. So, like, you look at, like, Mongo. Mongo was just big, big knee head, right? <laughs> and he said he didn't want to leave. He's like, because you're the first person to beat me in a fight. Yeah. So, it's like, just pure respect. Like, man to man, you beat me in a fight. Like, I'm going to follow you. Mm. Then Gene Wilder was just like, 
we just boys. Like, I was drunk. We drinking together. We cool. Yeah. And he was like, the girl mm-hmm. was like a whole sexual thing. So, it was like, everyone he impressed, it was a different way to impress him. But, like, it was all be from, like, his character of just, like, I'm going to be me. And really, like, the whole movie, it just felt like a shonen arc. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, yeah, he yeah. gathered his, everyone hated him. He gathered his squad, made his team, went back and found his OG squad, brought them up with him. To fight the bad guys at the end. Bro, you even had light speed power scale. Remember the scene when he did the quick draw? <laughs> he did. <laughs> I thought we was going to get some... Uh, he went to a different dimension. He grabbed in a different dimension and put it back in his pocket. It was a world, though, man. All that was a world, though. <laughs> so the scene uh, for you guys uh, who can't who can't see us was uh, Gene Wilder was on a horse. And there were these guys who were coming in trying to threaten the rail railroad workers and uh, it was a bunch of them it was a bunch of them and gene wilder plays uh, i believe waco kid waco the kid yeah the fastest waco hands kid. in the west so uh there's a whole story arc with him where at first he's kind of like retired he's a yeah, drunk he has, he has like you know um i was, guess early parkinson's i yeah, guess we'll yeah. call it that was a really funny gag too he was like uh i got i got a, i got real unsteady hands and then my man was like oh that hand looks great he was like this is my gun <laughs> 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 but anyway, uh, Gene's on the horse, and these guys are threatening him. And then he does his—he does his, by this point he has his mojo back, so he does his uh, his uh, gun draw technique. And all you see is Gene Wilder on the horse with his arms folded. <laughs> and then it cuts to the guy, and they get their gunshot, and it cuts right back to Gene with his arms still folded. <laughs> yes, I loved it. It was so good. It but you saw him take like nine shots. <laughs> yeah. It's like you know that was just one long shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he shot the guns out of nine dudes' hands and. No time. No time at all. Yeah, I thought you were going to talk about um, when they were playing chess. Oh, yeah, yeah, that too. Because <laughs> yeah. that one was arguably worse. <laughs> yeah, that was the world. Straight up time. That was just the world. Yeah. So, um, ex- quick explore the scene. They're sitting there, they're playing chess, and, like, you know, Waco Kid is standing, what, uh, probably three, four feet away from the table. Like, mm. much further than arm's length. <laughs> let you know that. Mm. There, he's in, in the sheriff sitting at the table, his hands. No knee length apart, and he's like, you know, get the queen. He's like, grasp the queen when you when I say go. So he says go. He claps his hand, and then they don't even like pretend to, to do anything. And Gene Wilder just picks it up out of his pocket. Like that's what they call me. Pass <laughs> his hands in the west. <laughs> I'm just like, I loved it because it just it took itself seriously, and when yeah. it didn't, it didn't, and then it just went back to taking itself seriously and just didn't care. And you didn't get it or not. Just just True. in general, how do you guys feel about Mel Brooks's like acme style gags? As a One Piece fan, I yeah. love it. Yeah. Because it just felt like One Piece to me. Because it's like you do Luffy does something, he does something stupid, everyone's just like, Y'all saw that, right? And then life goes on. <laughs> As a fan of Police Academy and Hot Shots, uh, I absolutely uh, love it. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. It just because it just it just goes so ridiculous in one way. You turn your head and then before you realize, it's just like, all right, we're back to serious. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It was just it was just nonstop, like back to back to back to back gags. It felt like a smarter version of like what uh, our like epic movies are today. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it made me feel like mm, that's I, a little just, sad, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> they just wanted everything. They just had like a little bit more intelligence back. I don't know what it was. They I think everything thoughtful. was a little less crude. It took. No, even wrong. It was still as crude, but yeah. the vernacular. You look. He took more vernacular 
they use different vernacular. It wasn't just a dick joke. Like you said, mm. sausage. Or you said it was yeah, 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 innuendo and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of more, I mean, more metaphors, hyperboles, innuendos. Like a lot more of that. Yeah, yeah. Not, not not too much. I'm just saying. Remember the beans, the yes. beans scene. I okay. need to talk to you guys about that one because I did that see the production. Was of that. hilarious. That was the first fart on film. Oh, oh yes. yes, that was history. Yes, that was history. <laughs> I forget the quote because the quote is hilarious. He was like. uh we broke ground in this movie by breaking wind. <laughs> <laughs> That's goaded. That's goaded. So my mindset when I'm watching that, I was like, you always see that scene in like cowboy western movies the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. But I was thinking about it. I was like, yeah, they would be farting. Because I'm like, cowboys, <laughs> they don't eat nothing but beans for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So I'm like, this is realistic. They would be nasty. <laughs> you got 12 dudes and you ain't 12 dudes and you ain't ate nothing but beans for 12 days for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Ain't washed your ass at weeks. Oh, man. That's, fuck. You cowboys was... So they got a sensor version of that that they played on TV that they couldn't play the sounds for. So the scene is just totally awkward. It's just like dudes getting up and sitting back down. <laughs> that might be funny. Mm. <laughs> we couldn't fart here. <laughs> wow. That's so good. Couldn't it has so TV. many goaded scenes, though. Yes. Legendary. It's like, because uh, I never understood why people was like so into My- Monty Python until I watched it. <sighs> it was mm. like. And this this is one of those movies. It's like everything yeah. is so. It felt like. It felt like when I saw the Chappelle show. Mm-hmm. It's just like you wanted to set you. I want to watch it again. Like, I want to see it again. Like, I want to quote it. I just yeah. want to talk about it. Like, it, it's just. Yeah, I had to watch it twice because I watched it first when I was I was playing a game and watching it, and then um, I was like, by the end of it, I was like, no, I gotta watch that again. I gotta catch every joke and all this stuff. I and tell you, man, I, I had a little bit of jazz caps when I was watching it, so I'm missing jokes because <laughs> <laughs> I was cracking up. It's, it's worth a second watch. For it's sure. so good, man. Yeah, and it's like the the heartfelt moments are like are like real. For example, like the one. Um, when the lady walks up to the window with the pie, like after the whole model oh, situation, she yeah. walks up. Yeah. It's like, I'm sorry about calling you this and, you know, have telling you to fuck off and all of this. She's like, I just want to make you a pie. And then she comes back and is like, well, just, just don't tell anybody. And it's like, I like that scene because, like, it tells, it helps to really tell the story. That, like, you know, she's willing to, like, accept him for what he's done, but she's not. A little she, bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little yeah, bit. Little but, Baby steps, right? Baby steps. It's like, you don't, ch- hatred doesn't change overnight. But I like those, it was a couple scenes like similar to that, that like, you saw, you saw them like respecting him and like mm. seeing him as like a good person and actually helping as a sheriff. Mm. And I just love the subversion of, I always love when they sub, um, the subversion of like, uh, characters like that, when you get the characters that are, are this bad and having them go to, uh, have a good arc. Mm. I got. I love bad character redemption arcs, mm. quote, so to speak. Mm. Good, good. When they're I, done well, yeah. When they're done well, yeah. Dang, I can't remember what I was gonna say. I think I was gonna say I like the way that they kind of tackled a very difficult subject. I don't really think nowadays that they'd be able to do that sort of candid talk about something like mm-hmm. just have someone just straight up hate another character for their race and still tell a story about them without it coming off super mm-hmm. preachy or really yeah what is the word they're looking for uh, it would come off as if it were like, kind of pulled out of nowhere just oh okay yeah mm-hmm. yeah like uh like abc family yeah. Yeah, 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 those are uh, Hallmark movies type yeah. deals. Yeah. It's like they, they're like, this is what we're trying to teach you. Yep. Like one of those, uh, 
office compliance videos that they have you look <laughs> oh, at when they overact everything. <laughs> yeah. There was only one job I had where those were okay because they were kind of they were they were like kind of real. That's the word I'm looking for. Contrived. Contrived. Yeah. Contrived. Yeah. 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 Contrived is a perfect word for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you said preachy, I just kept thinking about the the pastor. When he came in, and like, when he, <laughs> oh. and he was like, and he looked up, he was like, God, please help me. When they shot the book, he was like, yo, yo. <laughs> I was just like, he tried. Yeah, Bro, he tried. when he did it, when dude was trying to snipe, <laughs> they were like, get the hell out of here, man. <laughs> he just came out of nowhere. On the bell gag at the beginning, and he was like, oh, the yeah. sheriff's a... <laughs> and the bell rung man I almost pissed myself the sheriff is near yeah the sheriff is not the sheriff not near the sheriff uh, you know that is another difficult conversation that I'm about to pull up okay. I hope this isn't too bad but proper use in the comedic sense of the end bomb yeah yeah I'm like hard R yeah like, yeah yeah I think they only was able to like do that effectively because Richard Pryor was one of the writers yes yeah. and that's good information mm. to have Richard Pryor being one of the writers yeah but I am a firm believer that yeah it's it like, is it mm-hmm. it's ways to do it so that it works properly mm. and I think that that was one of them it's yeah. mostly is mostly Jewish writers but you know they they knew Richard you know Richard I think I think Richard was the reason the, the, the script was just so filthy. Yeah. I think so too because it, it, very, it very much reminds me because we were talking about Django earlier is that like Leo when during Django Leo D had a lot of problems saying the N-word yeah. and, and Sam Jackson called him a nigga and told yeah. him like shut the fuck up nigga we got work to do. Shoot. Uh, and I'm what? assuming Richard Pryor had a similar thing as like Young, it's cool just let's do this let's make this for the mm-hmm. comedies for the fun for the jokes for I, everything. I can't remember which actor it was but one of the actors I, I don't know if it was the uh, the first guy who was the singing guy or if it was uh, if it was like the, the henchman guy it was one of those two but I think one of them uh, couldn't do it they like got real they was like I can't I can't be saying the n-word all day and the uh, the lead actor uh, I think his name is uh, Clayton he was like uh, listen we having a good time here this is a comedy we're making magic here you know, I'm not offended by it. As a matter of fact, I want you to say it. it's going to make the scene better. And that made the dude feel a lot better about it. So that's what okay. I mean. Like having a, being able to have an open conversation because he's uncomfortable because of what the, the word is and yeah. history and whatever. Mm-hmm. And like the situation. Yeah, and he's literally mm-hmm. looking at black dude, like saying it to his face. And he's yeah. like, ah, he's like, bro, mm-hmm. you in character. We, we need you to say this. That's, that's the only like, way the scene is going to work. You an actor. Yeah. Act. Like, yeah. we know you don't feel like this. And, like, we were talking about off-camera. Like, you can say the most heinous thing to somebody, but, like, it's, like, where is the intent? Yeah. Like, in this sense, it's, like, the intent is to tell, is the joke yeah. for the film to make it, to, to be funny. Like, that's what it is. Like, the intent is not to bash this race of people and you're, I'm assuming, friend because you're spending yeah. hundreds of hours making a movie <laughs> yeah. with them. You know what I mean? It's, like, you, you don't actually feel like that, so it's just... I mean... Let shit go. Personally, I, I understand because, like... Imagine if you had a person of another race. Any no, race I get. I, I definitely. I, mm-hmm. I get the aspect of where it's coming from, but yeah. I'm, I'm kind of wondering. I'm trying to wonder if I if I could do it. I mean, like if That's I was an point. actor, I'd have to do it. But uh, I'm wondering if I could actually just like straight up to someone's face. Like even now, right now, if I wanted to like insult someone, I still couldn't do that because it's just too far. But. He had to. Yeah, I understand the toll that it must have taken on. It's him worse for an actor too, because emotionally they have to they have to embody that character. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, I can see like if you just if you're saying it to say it, so to speak, 
versus like saying it like while you're in that character because I can see why that the how that could be scary. Yeah, mm. especially in Django. Django, I mean, yeah. like you know, in, in Blazing Saddles, you actually could you could say it while just straight up cheesing because it is a comedy and that'll right. still get through. But in Django, you have to say it with hatred, and that is. Uh, it's what Sam Sam Jackson had another quote from that movie. He was like, if if you tell a movie about slavery, you need to have a white person in there saying some of the heinous shit you can ever you can ever imagine mm-hmm. to actually make it right, like mm-hmm. make the scene right, like to make mm-hmm. to sell what you need to trying to sell. And it's like it, it just it needs to be done. Gotta if you if you're trying to tell that story, you need to do it to tell that story. But you know. Mm-hmm. The way that's, that. that's a risk as an actor too. Like you play a slave person and then you so hate it. Like uh, what was her name? Uh, she did the uh, she did those American things on the TV, the American Horror Stories. Um, I think her name's Sarah Paulson or something like that. She played the the wife in Django. She played a uh, I think it was Leo. Oh wife. yeah, okay. Yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. So yeah, she got to play this role, and she was like kind of almost like America's sweetheart at that point. <laughs> And now you playing this role where like every fucking body's gonna hate you. That's rough as that an is, actor. Yeah, because mm. people it, it's rough as an actor because people are stupid. Yeah, people don't people. realize that like you take a movie because like even mm. with James Earl Jones saying like people fucking hated him from like this from like Star Wars back in the seventies. He's like mm. bro because he was a good actor. You're so good at it. It's like having a dream and then waking up angry at the person that the dream was about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like the same you know, sort of stupidity. You know <laughs> that you're being dumb. Yeah. But you still like God. I'm so fucking pissed. It's like bro. <laughs> So it's like, yeah, some people, a lot of people can't really separate hating a person over liking an actor for playing a hated part. It's like, I really like it when an actor plays a part that I, of a a part that I can hate. Like, if I actually hated the actor, I would mute you when you were on. Yeah. But (laughs) when you're playing the part of a hated character, I want to hear everything you're saying because you're so good at making me hate that character. Mm, Yeah. Some people can't separate the two. True. Because Christoph Waltz is one of my favorite actors. And uh, the character he played in in Glorious Bastard was a heinous motherfucker. Oh, that dude. He was so. Like the moment he was on, he commanded the screen every time he walked on it. Like from the beginning of the movie to like the men under the house, like that whole scene, yeah. I was terrified for them mm-hmm. because just the yeah, way he was, man. and I'm like, that was you need you need a heinous German if you're gonna tell a good movie about the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sam and Django, he played the the German guy in Django, the good guy, <laughs> yeah, good, good guy, guy this time around. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right. Now he went on like a boss in Django too. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 He's like, man, I can't. He's like, that's the man I am. I'm a, that's how I'm gonna die. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was like, hey, got my pride. Salute to a soldier mm-hmm. with that one. Yeah, I was talking to Ryan about that. How um, Django had a very similar uh, sort of structure to. Uh, you ever see Leona Professional with a uh, Jean oh, Reno yeah. and Ellie Portman? Yeah, same thing. You find like this powerless person. You got like this like assassin mercenary for hire, and they kind of teach them the ropes how to. You know, Batman. Geek. Well, yeah. <laughs> Robin, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. That's one of my my favorite story arcs. Is jaded old man mm-hmm. finds someone mm-hmm. like insert whatever. Like, I love that story. Yeah, like the jaded old man finds love again. Ah, old so, man Logan. 
Yeah. Same one. Ooh, Same, yeah, like, I yeah. love that story. Like, ah, yeah, old Jaded Man Finds Love Again. And they always die. <laughs> the I mean, they have to. always die. You have to. Honestly, it'd be really weird if they didn't. If they did. It's just like, okay, go off and be a killer now. Like, oh, oh okay. Well, no, you do your, you, <laughs> you bring out the little bit of good you got in you. You put hope into the next generation. Yep. You go, oh. Yep. <laughs> yep. Because if you stay around, you still be a menace. Yeah. yeah. And like you realize your time, you have to pay for your time that you spent being a menace. That's what it is. So like you pay forward the, the time to help out. So, you know, you did your menace time. You're paying for it. You just head on into New Game Plus. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean? mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll respawn somewhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Spawn somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think Django is a love letter to uh, to Blazing Saddles in so, so many ways. So. I think so. I know yeah. I know he had a lot of influences. I know the original show. I know he watched a lot of fucking westerns. I know probably I noticed some black exploitation there, but I see a lot of DNA from Blazing Saddles. Yeah, in Django, because like even the like, even the comedy in Django is like straight out of Blazing Saddles. Like you said, like mm. with the the mask thing, like in a lot of little. Or even Jamie Foxx rolling up on a horse in that blue suit. Like, oh, yeah, because this character, uh, Clayton or whatever, they made him play him like he was like hip. He was the hip yeah. cowboy. So he was wearing like 70s shit, even though it was supposed to be like. That's why I was like, <laughs> oh, groovy. Because I was wondering, yeah, he was saying stuff. Like, some of the things he was saying was like, whatever. And can we talk about the ending? Which oh yeah, the fourth, oh, the fourth wall. Before we do the ending, let's talk about the cartoonish ass villain. Because I love the villain. He was so he freaking over. He the top. felt like an anime character because yeah. he did all this villainous shit. But like when he's in there, he's like, "Where's Froggy? Where's Froggy? <laughs> Daddy loves Froggy." I'm just like this man just tried to kill hundreds of people and just ruin an entire city for his railroad track. Was in here crying about Froggy in his bathtub. Froggy, Froggy again. Another kind of nod from Django. He felt like a more of a, like a tame and cartoony version, like Leo's character. Now that I think about it, because Leo's character is pretty cartoony, but he yeah. was just as heinous. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was more cartoony and less heinous but yeah 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 you can see leo existing in real life this guy is like looney tunes but <laughs> you know a racist looney tune so just a looney tune but yeah that led into you know the fucking finale which was oh man but even the other looney tune gag the literal looney tune gag oh. we walked in and pretended mm. to be the delivery guy <laughs> hands him a bomb you know that was that was disorienting. It was like looking through a time portal to a point where Looney Tunes reference was actually relevant. And I'm like, dang, this was in the 70s. Yeah, bro. Mel Brooks grew up on Looney Tunes. Which is crazy, though. I mean, the crazy thing now is relevant again because of Gear 5. Oh, yeah. Mm, I don't know, man. Yeah. Being relevant and being hired for a commission is like, <laughs> very different, bro. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, that uh, that ending. Yeah. So before we got there, was plenty of fourth wall breaks. You know, there was. But were they fourth wall breaks? Because the fourth wall break didn't mm. canonically mess with the movie that was being shown until the ending. But then so, they watched the ending of the movie. Yes. Then the ending of the movie became not the movie until the movie became the movie. So did anyone else beat Bioshock Infinite? Because that is straight up what just happened. They oh. were sitting looking across the lighthouse at themselves. Uh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it was... I, well, the thing is, because the movie was on, on a scale of certain amount of ridiculousness. Yeah. Like It was like at a solid seven throughout the movie. It, it jumped up to like eight or nine here and there. And then it just went to 15 at the end. And I was yeah. just like... I, 
that was an unreality spike. Yeah. <laughs> it was just unhinged Mel Brooks. You're just like, we on the studio. I want to put all this shit in there. Let's do it. And then we just ran into the intro of Family Guy. And I was just like, what? Oh, yeah. Oh, that was hilarious, too. You know what would really be... Imagine this, right? You are a movie producer. Producing a movie. You have 10 months to make it. You're on month nine. And you kind of run out of time to set up the scene for the for the ending. So instead of having the scene be in the Western place that it, the movie takes place in, you just have the scene be inside the movie studio that the scene is in in the movie studio it's genius it's a farce anyway we, we already making a farcical movie like maybe some dudes like on, on the next movie studio are doing some weird uh some weird on the ritz play you're like hey you guys want to be in our movie too we, uh, it's like sure yeah, we don't need sure. that wall over there well, yeah, bust through that wall about 3 30 <laughs> good for you yeah man we got a cafeteria hey yeah let's, let's do that too <laughs> absolute chrono break yeah <laughs> and it's like yo it saved money it did and it was it never ended the movie ended still fourth Dude, world it broke was it. like four <laughs> endings mm-hmm. <laughs> so how can we though. describe that hmm. the ending okay. yeah i have oh, no idea how we started it because because okay. he chased he basically chased them out of the fourth wall yes yeah so, okay. and back into it and then they drove away from the past hmm I like. <laughs> oh right, they did go into a car at the very end. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. Drove yeah. Away. they did. <laughs> you know, that's they funny. rode their horse out of town to get in the car to leave, and that's how the movie ended. Was it the DeLorean? Did they just get in a DeLorean? Because if they hmm. did, that would have just made it my life even better. They just went from horsepower to horsepower. That's yeah, okay. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> yeah. So okay, okay, we do got a bit before that. Uh, we got the whole. Fake town. Remember, he strategized to make the fake town to say that felt very Looney Tunes, very cartoon, very animated. Me, yeah. <laughs> but it 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 helped. It was the final part of that storytelling, though, mm. and I think it did a really good job of that because it was like when the, um his brothers and they right rode up with the supplies and they was like, "Whoa, we take everybody but the Irish." Uh, <laughs> and then they're like, nah, we take everybody. We'll take and everyone's like having fun, drinking, talking shit to each other, whatever. Yeah. And then they build that town together. It's like, it was, I think it was a nice ending. I think that was the actual ending for the movie, so to speak. Hmm. What well, the, the ending of the town story, the ending of that town story, so gotcha. to speak. Because it, it was like, like that the was the town a, and the workers, right? That's what came together. Right. To build the and, then, town. and then the town and then the workers got some land from the, um, from the townspeople to live in the town as well. So, like, now oh, you got a right. mix. That's right. Yeah. Now you have a mixed town at the end of the movie. Yep. When it started off as a racist town. So, like, I think the 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 story it told, like, the story it was trying to tell, like, it told it very well. It was a good plot. It was, it was a, good a very plot. good plot. Um, at a certain point, Headley, he tried to, because um, he couldn't, the sheriff was just kind of beating all his plots. Beat Mongo. Uh, Mongo was like this he big... Beat- Meathead <laughs> type guy. He's a his that scene is actually a pretty pretty funny meme mm-hmm. in the wrestling community. That uh, never mind that shit. Here comes Mongo, <laughs> and he breaks down the doors. Uh, but okay, he beat Mongo, and then the sh- the the villa guy Hetley uh, Hetley Lamar, I think his name was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he he uh, he uh, recruits a, a prostitute. Yes, yeah, local German prostitute. <laughs> I, I think she was actually like supposed to be in. Assassin slash, yeah, she she worked for him, yeah, but I think she was legit a prostitute. 
I think yeah, she just Charles song was yeah. about a song was about you know yeah. Yeah. been yeah. on the job. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a little bit too long, and my entire lower body is completely senseless now. <laughs> when I she believe? said that, I was just like, oh, like, we just gonna put it. We, we just, just gonna say it. We okay. just gonna say it. So I believe she was nominated for Academy Award from that for that for, that, for her whole performance because she was yeah. great. She was great. She was great. She was great time. Did you guys peep that like she was just singing with the um. The German soldiers, I'll say. Oh, at the very end, they were just singing. A, they were just singing oh. a, like a, a a German song together, yeah. just vibing. Yeah. I was like, in her suit. She was in a suit at yeah. that point. Yeah, yeah. That was that was that was. I liked her character. Her and um, because she ended up she was working for the villain guy. She had her uh her. Fem, she was the femme fatale. You know, she was the femme fatale, and the gag was fun. The whole gag, the German chick who can't say R's or whatever. It was all W's. <laughs> yeah, all W's. Hilarious. That was good. Hilarious. A, a good version of Ooh, if you will. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the most. <laughs> and uh, after that, we got um, other black stereotypes in that scene. Yep. Black. There was actually more of a black stereotype that they had to cut from the movie because it was too spicy. Because at a certain point, she was like. Uh, she was like, uh, you guys are big. And she was sucking on something. She was like, he was like, that's my arm, baby. And it cut to black. <laughs> he was like, no, we got to cut that. <laughs> too far. Too, too, far. Yeah, a little too, too spicy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'd like to see that in the, the director's cut. That'd be, I'd like to see the director's cut. I think hmm. they do have deleted scenes. I think oh, they, they do have, have an unhinged version of this movie. Unhinged version. <laughs> I think that would be the best <laughs> way. So Mel Brooks wrote her song. He, I think he probably yeah. wrote that line. Pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. Straight up, I didn't see that actually be playing at any sort of burlesque show. I yeah, mean, I mean, what do you mean? We got Cardi, Doja Cat. I mean, they're just, their songs are just that, just no. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but hers, was, hers is just straight up. You know, like yeah, this this shit ain't for me no more. <laughs> I'm tired. That was literally the song. I'm tired. I need a nap. When she went to sleep during the set. And dudes just came out did songs saying like yeah she tired bro she tired. And I was like dog <laughs> I was dead yeah but she uh she ended up joining uh the sheriff side um right what's the sheriff's name again what the hell Bart's Bart Bart's yeah, yeah sheriff I'm like Bart. I where the hell did they ever ever say that probably the very beginning the very beginning because I'm like everyone just called him the sheriff for yeah. his yep. other name me <laughs> <laughs> Nissan <laughs> Nissan. <laughs> Big brother, yeah, big brother, big brother, his brother too. That was, that scene was ride or die. He walked up with his brother, was like, "Listen, this is, I need you to get A, B, C, and D, and meet me at the bar, meet me at the spot." And he's like, "All right, I got you, I got you." And he just rolled over, and his brother's like, All right, "We gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta get that." I love those loyalties. I love those loyalty scenes that you see, like in yeah. any any form of meeting, where you see, like you know, you walk somebody, you're like, "Bro, don't ask me no questions. Mm. I need you to do this." Just and they just go. like. All right, bet. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, we do got the scene where he hired all the cutthroats. <laughs> and we hired all the oh, cutthroats. Oh, boy. That was great. That was really good. That, that was good. That was Because we got related. the rest of our uh, rest of our stereotypes to get knocked on uh, yes. in that door. Oh, the funniest one was the Mexican stereotype because they had the handlebars of a motorcycle. <laughs> and then one of them had that horn. To... <laughs> stupid. Oh, man. Stereotype of work. Uh, stereotypes can be funny. I'm sorry. They are. They can be. They can be funny as long as you space them out. Everyone's got to get hit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody got to get. That's why I want Fight Club. Yes. Yeah. 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 Everyone gets a turn. That's why I respect it. 
That's why I respect it, it, And it was it wasn't the thing too. They weren't they didn't linger on things too long. They let the jokes breathe, and if they um it took the time to need it. Like it didn't linger too long. It didn't it wasn't like boom 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 right there. Like they were just long. And then like as the movie went on, it was further and further in between. Yeah. Because like because the plot actually Yeah. yeah and like I like that too. Cause I'm yeah. like it, everything it everything made sense. Mm. Yeah. It's Except it didn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point. The pacing was very good. Yeah. It it knew when not to linger on the jokes. Cause like the cause for example, we we're talking about the scene where like with her and um and Bart's in the room. Like she walks up to it, she turns the lights out, she walks over to him slowly, she mm. says her joke, whatever, then the scene's a little dark and before it cuts to the next one. Like it gives you enough time mm. to like oh. feel it's the true. tension it's and everything. True. Now that you say about what you said about the joke in there. That scene did seem as if it didn't have, a, as if a punchline was, <laughs> was missing. missing. Yeah, you know, it just suddenly cut ahead. I was like, oh, it's, okay, I, I guess. But like now that you say that, like there was a joke there. There was a joke there, and it was too much for the 1970s. Yeah. What's funny is they what? did continue with the next morning with the snitzel joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and they, did, they went to listen. The snitzel joke probably went on too long because <laughs> it was like four of those back to back to back. <laughs> Too, like, much schnitzel. Schnitzel, yeah, too, too much schnitzel. Too much schnitzel, baby. And then he's like, I have 15 schnitzels. That's my limit. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Oh, man. Uh, any scene any scene with him and Gene Wilder just yeah. interacting. Like, I love the bromance between them. Mm, like, yeah, the genuine, cool. like, love between them two. Mm. I like that Gene wasn't preachy, you know? Yeah. He he was just like you know these those dudes are just fucking morons, man. That scene you know? <laughs> was hilarious. Was we great. saw Barks were just like, because I've had that um I've had that conversation like with with white friends and like you know after something's happened they're just like yeah bro it's cool it's cool it's cool whatever. And then when he yeah. said it was a moron, his face just <laughs> lit up. I was like, I know I've been in that moment where you're just like you know what. Fuck it. It's not. <laughs> is this really not worth it? I was mad in the moment, but let it be. That seemed like an actual laugh. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. wasn't scripted. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, I, that's first one I saw. That too, I was like, did they just keep that in there? Yeah, like, <laughs> he just couldn't hold it anymore. Because <laughs> it seemed like Gene was trying to get him to laugh too. He was like, <laughs> yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I'm so glad they put Gene in that role because they they wanted him to play a different character and they were gonna get like some mm-hmm. southern. Uh, more macho guy to play uh, the mm. Waco kid. They're like, eh. Mel Brooks is like, nah. Gene was like this this young Jew guy from from uh, New York. He was like, yeah, I hired that young Jew guy from New York because because he brought something new to the character. It, and I think it worked too because like we see Waco kid. I I ima- like anytime you see kid on him, like I imagine like somebody that's like too young to be good at what they're doing. And like that's the vibe I got from him. like he was like I was doing it forever. I got so long and I'm jaded about it. But like his story, his. There were little backstories that they both had. The five minutes we spent on both their mm-hmm. backstories, I think, added a lot to their characters yeah. too. Yeah, for them to be so short, like it was very compact storytelling for their backstories to give you like yeah. everything you needed for them. It's definitely worth a study because they did everything they needed to do. Oh. It was very economical because it was the gags were back to back. They did have the time to breathe, but they were literal back to back gags. Yeah. It was like watching um. It's like watching a cartoon from back in the day. Mm-hmm. It was just miles from gag to gag, but you never got tired of it because they were all—they're all like really, really good. Dude, but it was, I think it was because it was more like you get a big, long laugh, and you get like mm-hmm. a no snort, and then like an actual laugh. It was like the the amount of comedy it was was uh, 
was always moving. Like, it looked like a heart rate. You know what I mean? It wasn't just, like, the same amount of funny the whole time. Yeah. It was, like, some things were funnier than others, and they were meant to be, and, like, some, like, the compound jokes to keep you laughing, and then it would just be, like, straight man it. Mm. I think the breakup, I think, was just nice mm. throughout the... Yeah, it was, it was a lot of, like, you know, in-your-face jokes, and it was a lot of, like, subtle humor, too. Yeah, you got yeah, physical yeah. comedy, you got some jokes, then you got, like, you know, you get your, your slurs here and there, but then you get, like, some regular comedy, mm. and then you get, like, some physical comedy in there, too. So, it was, like, it was just, I think you just got hit from every angle. Yeah. It was always something there till late to do, to, to, till late the juices. <laughs> and, like, I, I want to see what it'd be, juice. like. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, 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 I probably did accidentally say that. Yeah, I just. Sorry, it's just the first brain, you know, when you first hear. I mean, we're talking about a Mel Brooks. It, it is a very Jewish movie. <laughs> it is. It's, very, it's so good, man. Like, yeah. I wasn't. Because everything I heard about it, like, I heard it had, like, you know, all the, the racist stuff and, like, all that stuff in it. But I didn't know that it was, uh, like, legitimately, like, an actual movie under that. Mm. Like, yeah. A legit yeah. movie, a li- funny movie, too. Mm. Yeah, I never mm-hmm. knew what it was. It was just always in like the top twenty or top ten of something. Mm-hmm. So my mom always talked about it. Therefore, I wouldn't watch it. Fair wow. enough. We gotta, God, man. I gotta get over that. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. We gotta, we gotta dive into that list. If you're listening, my bad. <laughs> this was this was a this was a good one. This, <laughs> this was, was a, a really one. good one. Was the herb who recommended this one? Actually, yes, yes, okay. Oh, right, there we go. That was all right, mom. Solid pick. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is a good one. Yeah, I was, I was a fairly list of stuff. Yeah. Right. Oh, mm. do you guys want to attempt to describe the the ending? Oh no, 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 no. That, that whatever that's, banter we did before about that. That's all I got. That's all. Yeah, that's okay. all I got. Okay, okay. it's worth a watch anyway. It is hundred yeah. percent. Final thoughts. Yeah. Worth the watch, hands down. Like, don't be butthurt. Watch the movie and enjoy it. Be offended. For everyone, yes. if you want to be, that's fine. But like, just take the movie for what mm-hmm. it is, and it has a good story to tell. It has some lessons to learn in there, and it doesn't. It does it in a way that's very digestible and fun. Yes, the movie will offend you, as it offended all of us, mm-hmm. and that's okay. It's supposed to do that. It wants to do that. You it should does let a it very do good that. job doing it too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. The guys who made it, again, like Ryan said, they made it to be offensive, but they made it to offend everybody. They made it so that you could take a look at it and see what is ridiculous and go from there. You know, take with it what you will. You know, they aren't preaching to you. It's up to you. But uh, in terms of comedies, it's on my top 10 list. I, I got to make a top 10 list now. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's, it's right up there. It's, uh, yeah, it's sure. up there. I want to watch it. Uh, I'm going to want to watch it again to see like some jokes I may have missed out on or like some things I, I had uh, maybe missed. But I think I'm actually add this one to the collection. Yeah. I think it's worth it. Yeah. So. All right. On that, we out. So, to your best stay up. warm. May your pillow stay cold. Stay perfect, chat. Peace. Oh, my